Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hi friends, this is Blaze, and today we're going to talk about the meaning of life. Ha ha ha. No, not in a huge philosophical way, but in a practical way, because it's been coming up with my family, with my friends, with clients. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that most of us don't really want to think too deeply about this. We think that there's going to be some major, like, I don't know, message from on high about what the meaning of our life is and what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to do stuff, but it's full of lots of supposed tos. But I would argue that what if the question is actually what makes a good life or a life well-lived? And if you ask that question, it's going to be different for everybody. It actually is like what you feel at the end of your life makes a good life probably will be different from your best friend, from your partner, from your parents, from your kids, from your neighbor, and that's okay. And then I think we also will find that there are some common themes. I often question myself and things that I get really caught up in. So I guess the reason that I would ask such a question in the first place is when am I really wound up? What are the things that I'm doing that are making me get frustrated and feel like I need to reconnect with the meaning of life. And we all go through these phases where we suddenly realize that we're just off kilter. We're off track. We're not doing things that are bringing us joy. We're feeling really overwhelmed. We feel like no matter how hard we're working, we're just not making progress. Why is this happening to us? If there was a purpose in it, shouldn't we have been seeing results by now? And what I'm starting to feel is true and that I think is true in a universal sense, is that when we're looking for a result to bring us happiness, when we feel like there's something we should have been doing or have to be doing, it seems like it's an automatic joy sucker. Like it just takes all of the joy and drains it out of life and life becomes really pale and colorless and automatic and boring and frustrating and stupid. And then we get cranky And we want to have someone justify and tell us how it's okay that we're doing all of these things, that we're working so hard. So that's one. A lot of us think that we have to work hard to have a good life or to succeed in life. And yet we would all also agree that the point of the work is to be able to enjoy our life. So there's a disconnect there. And I think hmm, most of us can admit that we don't necessarily enjoy having to work. Some of us are lucky and do enjoy our work, but even those of us who do have moments where it's actually work. That's why it's called work and not joy. (laughs) It's work. It's something that we put effort into. And joy for most of us feels like it's spontaneous. It feels like it's an experience that we're striving for that just kind of happens when we're present and at peace. And for most of us, we don't find those soothing moments of peace and joy when we're working very hard on less. We're actually 
in what I would call a creative flow, in which case you've really immersed yourself in an activity. It could be working on anything really. And you find that time kind of falls away and you're really in tune and present. And there is almost a bliss or elation that comes from being in that part of the work. And for most of us like that, that's something we strive for. And it's fleeting. At some point we come out of the reverie, come out of whatever piece it is. And then no matter what we're working on, we'll hit another point of frustration and then we'll have to level up and keep going. But I think that is something awesome when we're able to find it. And not all of us find it through our vocation. Sometimes we find that flow through our hobbies. We find it through our relationships. We find it through moments in nature or a relationship with the holy or the divine. All of those things, I would say, fall into the category of like purpose in life or not even purpose, just like what makes a meaningful life is having more of those moments. I would argue for me personally, I think living a good life means leaving life itself, right? Like existence changed hopefully for the better. Yeah. For me, it means leaving it for the better that because I existed, because I'm here, something lived that wasn't going to live, that something was happy that wasn't happy, that I was able to help in some way. And that, that to me makes my life meaningful. Now, how I go about judging myself for not doing that every day, I think that's also where we get caught up. So we think, oh, to have a purposeful life, I think we're under the misconception that we have to like 100% of the time be like hitting that all the time. So like, I need to wake up every morning and save a life. I have to like plant a new tree. I have to reverse global warming and do all these things. And then we just judge ourselves for how many times in the day we can't live up to that ideal. And I think we miss the bigger picture that for almost like, I I would argue for everybody, like our existence generally has shifted someone else's existence, shifted someone else's perception, hopefully for the better that we've been able to share love, that we've expressed joy and gratitude and happiness to someone else and made their life better, that our existence has helped pave the way for someone else's progress or advancement, that we've learned something or given to the next generation, that we've connected with the place that we live in, that things are just better because we're around. I know for lots of people that struggle with depression or anxiety, like we have this fear that our life is meaningless or that things would be better off without us. And it's that disconnection from realizing how much just showing up and being around actually can be a pleasure for other people. And that that does improve their quality of life Um, because it feels too simple. I think we like to overcomplicate things. And I think that's one of the troubles with depression and anxiety. And I'll admit I'm not deeply educated or a therapist in any way in those regards, but having experienced both being depressed and definitely having anxiety, there is this element of feeling like I'm solely responsible for all of the bad. It's like being connected to the bad feelings and the stress and then feeling like if I can't fix it, then I will have failed desperately. And I guess at least anxiousness becomes a very in that present moment, like it's the most important thing. And then it becomes very physical for me anyway, that I'm having a physical experience of panic. Um, yeah, don't wish that on anybody, but to return 
to the topic of what brings us the most meaning out of our lives. Let's go there. What, what brings us meaning and joy? And I know very few people who wouldn't say like the joy of being with their pet, of seeing that kind of unconditional joy, your just mere existence that you showed up and your dog is like, Oh my God, I've turned into a pretzel. I can't even take it. (laughs) Just looking at you. I can't even take it. I love you so much. And a cat that's purring on your lap, knowing like going out and feeding wild animals. Like I'll go out and feed feral cats and stuff. And just knowing that I've made a difference in that creature's life, working like a volunteering at shelters. It's awesome. And knowing for a fact that these animals might not be alive if myself or other people hadn't stepped in, if we weren't providing care, it's recognizing that when you go out and you're smiling at someone, like it, it's occurred to me, like, man, when you go shopping, if you can actually smile at people or connect with someone in a genuine way, they might really need that. There have been days when I have not been okay, where that is what I needed the most and having anyone just show up and actually make eye contact with me and care, seemingly care or just smile really makes a difference in my day and how I'm feeling and in my life. And I think that's true for all of us when we're able to give that level of awareness and care and love really to another human being that can change the trajectory of someone's life. And we have no idea. And it's so easy to lose track of it because it's not something that's going to happen in every instance of every day. It's probably not even going to happen every time you leave your house and go outside. It becomes who you just are, right? Like you show up and you're a nice person or whatever, and you forget that that has a huge impact. So we asked a friend recently, what does it mean to have a good life? And she said, you know, like, is it is it being happy? Is it being kind? Is it working hard? Is it, um, is it making lots of money? Is it, you know, creating an endowment for the arts? Like what, what is it? And some of the questions like we put out there were just so ridiculous. We're like, well, of course it's not that we know that it's not about making a million dollars. Of course we'd all like a million dollars, but that doesn't mean that I've lived my life. Well, interesting. Okay. Well, does going out with your friends mean that you've lived your life well? And we're like, maybe it does. Maybe it does to just know that you have people to connect with that you could go out with. Maybe showing up for an animal, volunteering, being present, enjoying the sunshine. Oh man. I often think to when I was at my worst, when I had just you know, lost the ability to tattoo and I wasn't feeling well and I could barely do anything. And my hands were like useless to me. And I didn't know if I'd even be able to make art again. Remembering thinking that I didn't deserve to exist. And maybe my life was over. My contribution to life was done at that point. I was like, gosh, I'm like in my thirties. Am I really done already? And, you know, inside of me, I felt like, no, of course I'm not done what I really looked to is my cat in that moment. And it helped me profoundly to think, ah, my cat exists. She doesn't think about whether she's good or bad or whether she's doing catness well or poorly. She is adored. She will get up and move into a sunbeam because that's what she wants to do. 
She'll stretch and let her belly be in the sun because that's what she wants to do. She'll get pets if she wants pets. If she doesn't, she'll just look at you and walk away. And you know what? It's okay. And I love her no matter what. And realizing that made me go, well, what if you translated that to yourself, Blaze? What if just existing is enough? Maybe it's not about earning all the money. Maybe it's not about being an artist. It's not about producing anything. It's about existing and being. And just because I I be, just because I am, someone else is happy to spend their existence around me. And I just cried because I was like, what? how can it be that easy? Is it actually that easy? And I'm like, well, if it's that easy for a cat, it probably is meant to be that easy for us as well. And we just don't allow that to be true, but we should, because honestly, gosh, how liberating it is to feel that, to feel like it's okay to be however we are, desires and all, you know, disappointments and all. Like when my cat misses catching a mouse, she's not sitting there judging herself for more than a few seconds about it. She might remember and be irritated, but she's not like, gosh, I'm the shittiest cat that there ever was. Like they don't do that. They don't have these self-ruminating thoughts that tell them that they're bad. I think that might be uniquely human and maybe even canine at this point, because they've spent so much time around us. (laughs) But um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the center of how we perceive ourselves. What if existing is enough And what if our existence, if we endeavor to live a good life, is really about just kindness and connection and showing up the best that we can, but not beating ourselves up about any of it without striving too hard or not enough, just, you know, living our lives. Maybe that's enough. Ah, I don't know that I really answered the question too much. It's really just been a lot of thinking about what makes a good life and what makes a good life for me. For me, I would say being kind, bringing smiles, laughing a lot. I feel like if I get to the end of my life and I leave behind people who remember me smiling or with laughter, if I leave behind, you know, more life and health, you know, for the land, for the plants that are around, just in general, that's the legacy that I want to leave, then I will feel that my life has been well lived. And None of that has to do with, you know, becoming a multimillionaire, having a lot of stuff. It doesn't have to do with going on crazy vacations or proving that, you know, I have anything. It's not about being beautiful, like none of that. Even though those are things that definitely I'm just as guilty as the next person spending time contemplating and figuring out how to do. But those are not the purpose. Those are just stuff that's, I don't know, distractions maybe even. Some of it might be necessary in order to function, but it's not purposeful, not towards a meaningful life, purposeful, perhaps. Mm. Interesting questions. You may agree or disagree with me. I am curious and I would love to know. Friends, I wish you a wonderful week. I hope that you are finding lots of meaning in your life and that you're connecting to things that just bring you joy and bring joy to those around you. If you're in one of those down or anxious spots, my heart goes out to you because God, I've been there and I'm wishing you some relief, like contemplate animals if you can and think, you know what? They are okay. They live even in their own suffering and they don't judge it and it's okay for them to live. And we still love them anyway, most of the time. 
because they're just lovable. And that means so are you. You are lovable and good and awesome. Mm. So many hugs to all of you. I will catch you all next week. And until then, have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.